This is the Rejoicing in the Word podcast coming to you from the capital region of the Susquehanna Valley. My name is Josh Hamilton, and I'm here today with Pastor Brandon Starnes. We want to welcome you back to Season 3, and this is our first episode of Season 3, and we're excited to be back with you again. Uh, Remember to visit our website there at facebook.com forward slash rwmin. You can message us there, share us with others, and like us for the quickest updates that come out. There's some different memes, verses, and quotes that are on there as well. Also remember to check out the Rejoicing in the Word blog. You can find that at svbcpa.org forward slash rwblog. And uh, those those are mainly written by pastor's wife there, Valerie, and they can be a great blessing to you. Go ahead and check those out on the blog. And then also remember for the direct link, for our podcast is svbcpa.org forward slash rwpod and we're available on all major podcast platforms so we want you to check us out there but let's talk about what we're moving into uh with season three yeah season three is right upon us and the goal of this season will be to introduce well you could summarize it as saying the greatest gift that the creator god has given to everyone our mind our mind. And there's so much throughout the scripture of our mind, understanding, uh, and things along that nature. And so we want to take this particular season and focus really upon the mind as was found in scriptures. But rather than jump right in, since this is really the first episode of this season, I think we should give folks an update of really what we've been up to since we finished up season two. Yeah. If you'll recollect season two, we focused primarily on uh, missions. missions. And the reason was is because we just, were well, we were really right in the middle of our missions conference, kind of come the end of the season. Because we were able to schedule a couple of our speakers yes. that were with us, and, and particularly Brother uh, DeLong and Brother Loop, and they uh, both joined in, did podcasts with us uh, back in the... Um, well, I guess that was still the late winter, early spring portion of the year. And I do hope that those were an enjoyment, appreciation to um, our listeners that were able to hear those. If not, we enjoyed having them. Oh, it was a blast. Yes. It really was. It was It was so much fun. And um, I'd like to do something like that again. Yeah. And so we've obviously we finished up the missions conference. and The Lord enabled us that we could uh, be able to take on a, several new families to our missions family. And uh, then we've moved on into the summer months. Yeah, and we had summer camp. We had VBS. There was the most recent one here was our youth rally. We called it the Rally in the Valley. Rally in our Valley, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Each of those were fantastic uh, services, but more important than that, uh, we had some great time with some of God's folks and just saw and prayed that the Word of God went forth into the heart of those that would hear it. Yeah, and then... Upcoming here because fall's almost here. It's hard to believe. Yeah, it's crazy. Summer just disappeared. It did. But it's still there. Yeah, we've got two big things on the horizon for us in October. I think it's the 22nd. 14th anniversary. 14th anniversary. It's hard church's to believe. Church's anniversary. It's the church's anniversary. Yeah. 14 years. 14 years here in the northeast area of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And then in November... Uh, the 12th through the 16th, we have our third annual preaching conference. Yeah, that's exciting. It is. Faithfulness our, to all generations. Yeah, that's our thing. And we're looking forward to that as well. A number of, of uh, area pastors, preachers coming in, and certainly something I feel, I feel it's a highlight for us in so many different ways. 
and those will be upon us in a very short period of time. Yes, it will. So, well, what about you? What have you been up to? What's new with you? <laughs> what have I been up to? Well, well, Lord blessed us with a little baby girl this past summer, so that has been a change. So you've been up all night. Yeah. That's what's been up with yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. And you, what what about you? Well, I just, my son and I, we just finished up with our first, or we're finishing up, I should say, with our first official season as beekeepers here in the Central Valley of Pennsylvania. There you go. And so we've been buzzing along with that. I found as part of being a beekeeper, you got to have all the puns. you got to have all the puns about bees and honeys and sweetness and stuff like that. So that's been something we've been able to put our hand to and take some classes on, and that's been an exciting time for both he and uh, myself. So we're looking forward to the winter time and being able to focus on the conference coming up and then writing up for our season, next season, I should say, of beekeeping. That's there fantastic. You, go. you grow some flowers? No, I think they grow the honey, though. That's oh. how that works. So any case, yes, probably the newest thing, no doubt, is this new episode of this podcast. And it really could be sensitive on one end as we think about the mind. Yeah. But our attempt in this season is really to have a very practical uh, podcast discussion, if you will, on that topic we mentioned earlier of the mind. Yeah, and the Bible is very practical about it. Sure. And when you deal with this topic of the mind, there are so many um, intricacies. If you were looking through the Bible study, as we will in an upcoming episode, um, we want our listeners to think of this as an... Uh, uh, as an opportunity to really look at the whole of the series, the whole of the season, not just individual episodes. Uh, particularly, we hope that this study is a resource that they'll be able to refer back to in the coming months or even coming years as we have engaged to study and be honest uh, with the Word of God. Sure. And what, what really led... What led us to this topic? Maybe we should talk about that. I mean, the topic well, of the mind. Yeah, we've, we've since our first season... We've we've really kind of fallen into something of a pattern of of having a practical one and then having something that is more particular in nature. Uh, our practical one in season one was really the theme of joy, right. and we looked at rejoicing, and we spent most of our time in Romans chapter one, and then we had a particular emphasis for missions conference right. uh, in season two, and now we're we're moving back to something that's quite practical as well in dealing with the mind. But beyond that, when you think of where we stand as a society, even globally, um, since COVID in 2020, the, there seems to have been a, uh, a change, maybe in pronouncement or in the public's vocabulary, in their awareness, yeah. uh, that uh, makes a lot of common references to mental health. Um, you know, sometimes you'll hear folks talk about doing such and such activity or being around such and such person or experience is not good for their mental, mental health. You hear that? Right. You even hear of companies that offer mental health days. Sure. And I'm not making light of any of that, but that's something that really 10 years ago just kind of flew under the radar. And today there is the awareness uh, that there is a tremendous amount going on in the minds of our citizenry. Yeah, even in politics, it's something that's recognized. You, you even just had recently had the, a presidential debate, and that was a portion, a very small portion, yeah. but a portion of that was dealing with the trouble that has occurred throughout society. You're just seeing more and more uh, the the need 
yeah. for um, mental health care is would be their their label that they would place upon it. And there are statistics behind this, right? Yeah, from the Forbes Health Journal, there we have it says this about some of these different areas: depression. More than ten percent of young people have been diagnosed with depression that disrupts their school, work, and or home life. You know, they didn't give the quantity or the age number of what is defined as young people when they gave that statistic. Okay. But you're still talking about millions of individuals uh, that struggle with ongoing needs related to what they would say would be mental health, and it is disruptive to what we would consider everyday life, everyday life yeah. your, your school, your work, your home. If that trifecta winds up getting dis, uh, interrupted, di- uh, disrupted, it creates great problems in the lives of an individual. Yeah. And then it also said that um, 17%, so we have 10% of young people diagnosed with depression, 17% have had one major depressive episode within the last year. Yeah, and and I should say as well that when they get to a depressive episode, they're not talking about that they had one episode where they didn't feel great. Right. Uh, the old analogy, you know, of it was cloudy out and raining all day and you had the cloudy, rainy day blues. That sure. is not the one episode they're talking about. They are talking about an episode that was a cumulative effect of a series of days, usually probably at least a third of a month, for a series of months that created tremendous disruption in their life. So when you read a statistic like this, it's important to have that definition. Elsewise, you'll just think, well, that's, who you know, I had five. Right. But no, you didn't. There is a major issue going on in society as it relates uh, to the health of the mind uh, in and around our society. Uh, the same article stated that even some of the population groups could be disproportionately affected by what they classified as a level of depression. And I'm certain there's advocacy to that as well. But as it relates to our podcast, our focus is just on a general thing. Right. Um, there's no doubt, uh, and I would think this would be just broad basically understood, there's no doubt that the series of crises that our society has today is in fact tied to the mind. Yeah. Um, be that if you would look at uh, an opioid crisis that exists, uh, the abuse of, uh, of pain medicines, um, that often has such a beginning with unhappiness in the mind of an individual and leads forth into that end. And now you've got a addiction right. that has detrimental qualities to it. Yeah, or you have medical procedures. Yeah, you have a lot of medical procedures, and that is a political and theological hot-button issue right now uh, that would bode well to investigate him, but a lot of that also is tied to uh, the mind and the mindset. You think about the rise that has existed and been very pronounced since COVID of suicide. Again, a lot of that has to do a significant portion with the mind of an individual. Uh, You don't have to be just but a casual observer to know that there is a real problem. And the question isn't, is there a problem? Right. It's really, where do we find a solution? Yeah. Where is it that people, individuals can find help for this great need? Yeah. And we're going to look at what the Bible has to say about some of this. Sure. And it's complex. Uh, This whole issue as we look at it in our society, it's not all the same. Sometimes... 
depression as it relates to the mind, sometimes it can be a chemical imbalance. Yeah. Our goal is not to diagnose or prescribe or treat. No, we want to look into the scriptures and see that the battle as it relates to the mind is real and that there is a path forward. Yeah. All right. Uh, The real question isn't, is there a problem? I think the real question is, where do you find a real solution? Uh, I would add to that that I think as you look at society, it, it's sad that so many, their their only hope is to go somewhere and, and be prescribed a certain solution that is just going to give them a reprieve. And, and it really doesn't provide hope that exists. And, and that's what we're looking for when we look into the Word of God, not to prescribe and diagnose, prescribe and treat, but rather to see that the battle of the mind is real and that there is a path forward. Yeah. And God obviously created us with a mind, and so it makes sense that he would have something to say about how we ought to steward it, just like we he gives us things how we ought to steward our body, how we ought to steward our possessions, how we ought to steward all that he's given us. Yes, and that is so important that our mind cannot just be set on some type of civil cruise control. Uh, it, it is going to absorb, it is going to embrace, uh, there are certain... Uh, as we'll look ahead, and I'm not trying to show everything yet, but as you look ahead and you think about the ma- uh, the mind, everyone's mind is has a a precondition to be against God. Isaiah would speak of this. Sure. And so we've got to bring all this under the umbrella and look at over the next episodes, as we hope to do, about uh, dealing with the mind and that path forward. Yeah, and obviously there are many different ways that people, because everyone's going to have to struggle and have struggles with the mind, some more than others, but you're going to have people that struggle with the mind, but they're not going to have God or the Bible, or they're not going to let those things in. Some of them just don't have a knowledge of God. Some of them are going to have a knowledge of God, but are rejecting what God would have for them. And then you're going to have those who are Christians and ought to have currently actively the mind of Christ each and every day. Yeah, the fact is, though, for the believer. Yes. And for the unbeliever, the Bible has hope. Yes, it does. And that is the essence. And that hope, of course, comes through Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean that coming to Christ, boy, it's just going to turn all those on a dime and you're never going to have to worry about things. But there is that continue, as we've said several times here, that path forward. Um, You know, when you think about hope, there's hope to know that the God that created you created you in his own image. And as said of that creation, that it is good. And yes, we're under the curse of sin. And yes, there are wrongs that happen to individuals. There are troubles that occur. But he is a God that gives great hope. And biblically, hope is an expectation that is waited for. Right. It is not a wish of certain things to come true. Yeah. And we know this is as a kid, you just you just really hoped that school would start and you had excitement or yeah. you always hoped you'd get something from your birthday. And we have that definition. But biblically, hope is an expectation and it's predicated in the person and characteristics and attributes of the Almighty God. Yes. And there's hope because he is the creator God. Yes. He made you on purpose. And uh, only through him can our soul experience the blessed peace that we crave. There are many substitutes, but there's only one genuine source for biblical hope, 
And might I say that biblical hopes found with the peace that God brings. There's no substitute for that. No, and I think we'd be remiss if we didn't spend just a few moments looking as we're winding this episode, this introductory episode down about that peace. I think of Romans chapter number five. Paul writes unto them, he says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Later in the next verse, because we have peace, we now have access. And that access is by faith into that grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. I would note that word stand, he says in verse number two, wherein we stand, that's permanence. Uh, I think when one is going through difficult times as it relates to their mind, you're looking for something that can be permanently invested, something that can be permanently held. And it is always a blessed hope to know that as a believer, we have peace with God and that standing has permanence. And that permanence brings about uh, a, a glorious relief to the soul. And we need that hope and that glory. We need the standing and that grace. We need that peace with God. And those are possessions that come because of the security as a believer that we have in Christ. Yeah. You know, prior to salvation, we did not have the security. Right. Yeah. You know, if we if you look down in Romans chapter 5, it's a great place to look. But in Romans chapter 5, particularly in verse number 6, he describes uh, describes what our state was before Christ. He says in verse number six, we're without strength. We're helpless. We're feeble. And no ability in the regard as you might would see it we could not save ourselves. Yet he further describes us as ungodly. And then you move over, I guess, it's over to chapter five and verse eight, and he's going to refer to us as enemies, or rather in verse eight, it's sinners. And then later in verse number 10, it's enemies. Yeah. Not, none of this sounds characteristic that brings any hope. What brings the hope is the knowledge that there is a thrice holy God who sent his son Jesus Christ, that second part of the Trinity, into this world that hung upon a cross, Isaiah said, for all the sins that were present, you know. He took my sins to the cross of Calvary. And he died and was buried and he rose again. And that is a gospel of hope. And when by faith I believe and I accept the marvelous gift, and that gift five times, he references it in verse 8. He commended his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for yes. us. Yes. And I think of the glorious passage. Is it, is, it, is it verse number 20, I think? But where sin abounded, grace did much, much more, more abound. Yeah. That's marvelous to think about the weight as it related to my sin debt, the weight as it related to the wrath of God, uh, the the burden that my soul would have of no ability to save myself. All of that Christ took care of. Several times in this passage, he speaks of the gift, the free gift, the gift of righteousness, the free gift, the grace that did much more abound. The truth of the matter is, as you related to my great sin debt, God's great grace was far greater than my ability to sin, to sin. Yeah, that causes great hope. And as a, yes, exactly, as as that pertains to our mind, our mind can be at rest yes, can. and at peace with him. You remember what, uh, is it Philippians chapter 4? Paul, marvelously, Paul, Paul's, it's a prison epistle, that's what we call it as Bible students. 
He's in prison. And of course, when dealing with the, uh, the, uh, Philippian believers, he's often dealing with prisons, you know. Yeah. Uh, even in the beginning in, in Acts when he's there, I think it's Acts chapter 16. Yep. He's arrested. He's placed in prison. That's where he meets the Philippian jailer. Right. And here at this point, he's writing to them. Uh, and prison in those days is far different than the prisons that we might experience. Had the opportunity many years ago to be a volunteer chaplain in a county prison. And it was always unnerving when you walked through that, that final gate just before you got to the, the in-house chapel and that door slammed behind you. It was a little unnerving. You couldn't just get out because you wanted to right away. Well, I want to tell you the prison experience in the modern day America is far different than what it was in times of Rome. He's imprisoned and it's a hardship upon him and he's, he's aging and he's sick and, and at times, I think there's allusions to him. He's absolutely by himself. People are forsaken. He's right in the Philippian church, this this church of Macedonia. And he, he tells them, uh, being confident in this very thing, that he that hath begun a good work in you shall, shall perform it unto the day of Christ. Yeah. And then he and, says, be careful for nothing. Yes. Yeah. And that's later in chapter 4. Be careful for nothing. That means... Don't worry. Despite my tribulation. Yeah. Despite my persecution. Despite ill health, you go back to chapter one, he's talking about despite the fact that people were adding to my bonds, despite the fact that there is the constant uh, undercurrent of false teaching, be careful for nothing. Yeah, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With With thanksgiving. thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And then he says in the next verse, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So what's going to keep my heart and mind? Peace of God. The peace of God. And you know, for the Apostle Paul in particularly, as he considers those in chapter 4, in verse number 19, I think he says it this way, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Yeah. A lot of times Christians look at that, and we might would say that before a basketball game, or maybe we're going to put that as our life's verse. But the response to that, he's dealing with suffering. Yeah. He's dealing with uh, needs that are yet unfulfilled. He said, I know how to have money. I know how to abound, and I know how to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. What was it that kept his mind? What was it that kept his mind while he's in prison? What was it that kept his mind while he's going through sickness? <clears throat> Excuse me. What was it that kept his mind when he's in need? Yeah. What was it that kept his mind when he's success? Because that's a whole other turn of this phrase. Right. There's a peace of God. Yeah. And there's a peace of God regarding salvation. There's a peace of God in trials, knowing that God knows all that's going to be, all that's going to transpire. There's a peace of God whenever it comes to my needs. God knows everything that I need. And whenever he talks about the peace of God in regarding a situation that our minds can rest in, he says, he qualifies and talks about that peace of God. He says it passes all understanding. So what's going to keep my mind is something I can't even fully wrap my head around. And that peace of God and that expectant hope is what allows the mind to be secured and have the ability to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. I'm looking forward to the upcoming episodes as we'll be looking at a series of things related around the mind and looking forward uh, to this, just this whole uh, discovery as we search the word of God for this practical aid for our mind. What's our closing verse? Let me get it here for us. It comes out of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 16. Let me read that for us. 
For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. And so as we go forward here, may we also have the mind of Christ as we continue to rejoice in the word. And we, with that, we want to thank you for listening and encourage you to come back for another episode of season three as we look look into the word of God and what God has to say about our minds. Thank you for listening.